Welcome to the Community Church Podcast, your place to belong. Thanks for taking the time to tune into this week's message. I hope that it blesses and encourages you. that it's amazing how when we say okay I'm actually going to be intentional about letting God speak to me that he does last Easter we talked a little bit about finding God and they mocked me because I made this big magnifying glass (laughs) and I had many staff meetings where they mocked me about this but um, (laughs) yes it totally sounds right (laughs) We go on a journey and looking for God and trying to find, and, and so many people are on this journey to say, what does it look like to find God? Like, how, do, how does a person find God? Uh, how do they, you know, you hear those people that have been on this, this journey and this, this long pursuit. What does it mean, or how does a person find God? Well, just before we get into God's word this morning, uh, I want you to talk about that question at your table. How does a person find God? What are some ways, you know, you've heard that said before. What are some ways that a person finds God? Go ahead and chat about that. Well, it's been a neat journey for me, uh, just as you talk about that at your table, just to chat with some of the people who have uh, come to a spot where maybe they, they, found, they, they weren't uh, seeking God and over the last 12 years and uh, through various ways at Community Church have come to a place where they've found Christ in their lives, where they've They've experienced the presence of God before and, and what, it, what it looks like and how it's so different in so many. And the journey of faith to people, it's not um, a linear journey for some. It, it kind of meets so many different ways and has moments when God impacts them in significant ways. And, and the story, some of them just so miraculous and then some of them just, uh, just a kind of a steady kind of feeling the presence of God and God drawing them to them. It's not formulaic. It's not we can say, okay, do this and this, and then you'll get this output. But it's a matter of getting our hearts attuned to what God has for us. If you have your Bibles this morning, I want to talk about a passage of Scripture that's always fascinated me. Uh, And it's about the nation of Israel and Moses in particular, Exodus chapter 34. And we read this story about Moses. And so this story goes like this. The people of Israel are there and God says, okay, I want to be close with you. And they say, uh, we don't really want to get close, God. We're too afraid. This is too weird for us. Why don't you just speak to Moses and then Moses will speak to us? That they wanted to have somebody else, the professional, if you will, go and hear from God and then communicate to the people. Moses goes to up Mount Sinai or Mount Horeb, if you will, the Mount of God. And he's there for a while. And the story of the Ten Commandments kind of comes out of this. But at the moment, the people begin to worship this golden calf they create. They, they want to create something and an image of something. They want to have a, a God that they wanted to worship. Anyways, Moses comes down. He's furious, smashes the Ten Commandments, goes... But through this whole time, Exodus 34, we pick up the story and we read about how God speaks through Moses. 
It says as Moses went there, he spoke with God and, and, and he, he went close to the presence of God. It actually says for 40 days, he, just, he decided to be intentional and he sought God's face. And then as he came down the mountain, as he began to speak with the people, this is this crazy moment. It said that Moses' face was radiant. That Moses, they, they were like, whoa, this guy has encountered God. This guy has spent time with God. So much so that they were so freaked out. They said, Moses, we want you to veil your face. Moses, that your actual physical being is demonstrating what's happened to you spiritually. That, that your physical being, you're just giving off like a, whoa, you've been with God. And so it says that Moses, well, I don't know, this poncho kind of thing. Don't take a picture, Scott Burton. <laughs> that as Moses veiled his face, said the people would talk with him and he would tell them about what God had spoke to him. But it said over time that the radiance actually dissipated. And, but every time that he would go back up on the mountain and take moments in his life to seek the Lord, once again, there was a radiance about him. Seeking God, finding God. Have you had an encounter? Have you had a moment when it's like it impacted your whole being so much that everybody around you was aware that you'd been impacted by God? That those around you said, whoa, this person has been with God. That this person has spent time with God. That, th that they've been impacted by the presence of God in such a way that it's like, whoa, overwhelming. Listen to what James 4, 8 says. It says this. It says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Pretty simplistic. In other words, if you feel like God is far away, you need to draw near to him. And his promises is, as we step out in faith, that he will actually draw near to us. Proverbs 8, 17 says, for those who seek me diligently, find me. Keyword diligently. Turn to the person beside you and say diligently. Those who seek me diligently. In other words, when you have a, a passion to say, I want to find God. I want to experience the presence of God. Jeremiah 29, 13 on the same line says this. You will seek me and find me. What? When you seek me with all your heart, diligently, with all your heart. This, this uh, intensity, this intentionality around how we seek the Lord. In Acts 17 27, it says that they should seek God in the hope that they might feel their way towards him and find him. I like that. That as we step out, it's like all of a sudden, we're, when we take the step of faith, our feelings will follow our faith step. Some of us are waiting for the feelings to lead the way. But it's actually as we step out in faith that then the feelings will follow. And listen to it. It says, yet he is actually not far from each one of us. Some of us feel like, God, oh, I just could never get to that spot. I've had so many people say, Jay, you know, I just, I just don't feel it in worship. And uh, like, I'm not like that person or this person. I don't just feel like that. But it says that God's actually not far from any one of us. Deuteronomy 4.29 says, but from there you will seek the Lord your God and you will find him. What? If you search after him with all your heart, with all your soul. 
diligently with all your heart, with all your soul. This idea of, of saying, God, I, I want to get desperate for you. God, I want to experience the best of what you would have for my life. God, I want to experience all the goodness. How do we find God in this day and age? How do we, how do we seek after God in a new kind of way in our lives? Well, I want to give you a few things real quickly, and then we're going to take time to actually do that this morning and to seek God's presence. How do we find God in our lives? How do we seek him in a new way and find him? Well, from Moses' life, number one, I see that he was fearless. What do I mean by that? There's a pursuit of courageousness about him. He had a fear of God. In other words, an awe and a wonder around God. But he was bold in his approach to God. All the people said, uh, we're a little freaked out by that. You know, God kind of moves and he speaks and, you know, just like you've been changed, Moses. I don't know if we want to experience that. I don't know. That seems a little too out there for us. Moses, how about you go and do that and come back and report to us? And they were content to say, that's a little too out of our comfort zone. And they left out on so much. How many people have I met that have said to me, Jay, it's just a little outside of my comfort zone. You know, I'm content to come on a Sunday and, and I'll, I'll, I'll listen to the music, but I'm, I'm not going to engage because that's too weird. I'm not going to sing because that's like, those are for the, you know, the super like hypo spiritual people. I'm not going to get too crazy in my faith. I just want to kind of come to church on Sunday, do my thing. I'll listen to you talk for a while. I might nod off here or there, but, but I'll be there. But I don't want to take it a step further. I'm content, Jay, to have you hear from God and tell us what you feel of God saying to us. But I don't want to seek that myself. And so many people miss out on so much. And just like in the time of Moses, they were content and they, they, they were just, okay, Moses, you do that for us rather than seeking the Lord himself. Actually, I had a dad come to me one day and he said, Jay, what do you, what do you think God's saying to our family? And my response to him was, I don't know. What do you feel like God's saying to your family? And he said, well, that's why we pay you as our pastor. <laughs> And he was kind of half kidding, but he was half serious too. And he was like, you know, that's, aren't you, he's, his words to me, he said, aren't you the professional? Like the, you're the guy that seeks God and then tells us. I said, oh, you've missed it. You've missed the point. The idea is for us to say, God, I want to encounter you. God, I want to I experience your presence. God, I want to seek and find you for myself. I don't want to go through somebody. I don't want to have to go through a channel. I want to, God, I want to experience you. See, the amazing thing, when Christ died on the cross, the Holy of Holies, there, there was this veil, and it was torn in two so that it, it symbolized to us that we can have access, full access to the presence of God. That all of us can hear from God. All of us can experience him if we'll just be willing to pursue him with everything inside of us. Hebrews 4.16 says, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of God that we may receive mercy and find grace in our help in time of need. Let us with confidence draw near to him. Number one is we gotta be fearless. Number two, we gotta be intentional. 
I think it's kind of interesting as, as, as Moses said, I'm going to plug into what you have for me, God. I'm going, to, I'm going to actually take time and seek you out. See, it wasn't easy for Moses. Moses put everything on hold. Moses was the leader of the people, and I'm sure he had a pretty busy agenda. I'm sure Moses had a pretty full schedule. I'm sure if anyone wanted to you know, play the who's busier game, he would win every time. But yet he put it all on hold and said, no, no, I'm going to seek the Lord. In fact, he actually took 40 days to get desperate on this pilgrimage to say, God, I want to experience you. And then afterwards, he kept going up and saying, okay, I got to leave all, I know there's all the business to take care of, but I have to find God. I have to seek the Lord. He's intentional. It took time. It was sacrificial. He left the crowd and left the comfort zone. He took time to fast. See how many of you I've chatted with and I know in my own life and you say, oh, I'm too busy to pray, Jay. I'm too busy to take time for that kind of stuff. I'm too busy. You don't get it. You don't know my life. Yeah, I don't. Bill Hobbles wrote a book a few years ago called Too Busy Not to Pray. Really good book. And if you feel that you're too busy, then all the more you need to be the one carving out moments in your life and saying, God, I got to seek you. God, I got to find you. God, I got to get intentional in my pursuit of you. God, I got to experience you. I find in my life that when I take those moments, when I carve out the time in my world to say, God, I got to find you. God, I got I to seek after you diligently with all my heart. It's amazing how God shows up. One of the moments when people fast and, and take time just to, fasting basically means giving up something you love in order to say, okay, God, I love you even more than that thing. So a couple of years ago, we were doing a refresh type weekend at the church here, a moment like this. And so I'd encourage people to fast. And, and there was a guy who was pretty new to his faith. Um, he'd just been coming a short while. And he's like, okay, Jay, I'm going to do this. So I said, okay, I believe in you. And so he was giving up drinking. And he said to me, Jay, I'm not going to have a beer the entire week. He said, I haven't done that in a long time. <laughs> And so for the whole week, he decided, he's like, I'm, I'm not going to drink all week long. And so he didn't have a drink the entire week. And he came to me and he said, Jay, I had no idea that God actually speaks to your heart like this. He said, this week, I've experienced the presence of God more than you can imagine. He said, now, is it done so I can go home? But no, it's just... <laughs> But I just love that kind of heart when you just say, you know what, God? I'm actually going to get intentional. And it can look different for all of you. It can look different in your journey and where you're at. But I just want to say in your life, if you get intentional in your pursuit, Moses, the rest of them could have done that too. But Moses decided, hey, I'm going to be intentional in my pursuit of God. And God showed up in a great way. The greatest tragedy in life is that prayers go unanswered because they go unasked so many times. And people are, are unintentional about seeking God. Seek him. Matthew 6, says, but seek first the kingdom of God and then all these things will be added unto you. Fearless, intentional, and then third this morning, it's nonstop. 
Moses didn't just have this one moment when he was attuned and sharp to the things of God, but he constantly kept going back and saying, okay, uh, the radiance has kind of dissipated. God, I need to come back and experience you again. God, I need to come back and have this moment so that the people around me, you like that? That's right. A nonstop pursuit so that continually people would say, you know what? God, I got to experience what you have. God, I got to experience this time of seeking in my life. God, I experience this newness. When I was a kid, I remember I used to go to like youth convention, like overflow now for some of our students. And I'd have this amazing moment with God. It'd be incredible. And I'd come back like so pumped about it. And then, you know, it would kind of dissipate. And then you go to youth camp in the summer, it'd be like so great and then it kind of dissipate. And then we had our fall youth retreat. It'd be so great again. And I missed out on so much because I failed to sustain that constant seeking of God in his presence. Thankfully, I've started to learn over time. Okay. You know what? As a pastor, as a dad, as a husband, as a community citizen, I'm not nearly as sharp when I fail to maintain connection. I used to have this old Jeep. I loved that old Jeep. It was fun. Carla hated it because um, whenever some, every once in a while, the connections were kind of corroded in it and, and you had to get under it. It, it wouldn't, wouldn't start all the time. And so yeah, I had this uh, wrench that I carried under the seat. And if you crawled under it and tapped on the starter and on the connections, it would like fire right up and it was great. And that was awesome. It worked. It was an old Jeep. It was okay. The, the connections had just kind of become corroded a little bit that they needed a little bit of a tap every once in a while just to kind of get into to gear. Now, Carla, every once in a while, she would be in the parking lot having to crawl under and like tap it and People would come by and be like, your husband doesn't love you. (laughs) (laughs) Have you maintained good connection in your life? Has maybe things got a little corroded? Has maybe things kind of... And this morning, maybe you just need that little tap. Maybe this morning you need to say, you know what? I want to pursue him again in a fresh way in my life. It's fearless, it's intentional, it's nonstop. Galatians 5.25, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. And then finally, this morning, it's demonstrated. What do I mean by that? Everybody knew that Moses had been with God. Not because he told them and he said, hey, guess what, everybody? I know something from God and I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell all of you. No, they saw it. And I ask the question in your life, do the people around you know that there's something different? Do they look at you and say, whoa, they've they've spent time with God. Like, do the people around you, do they get and they say, oh my goodness, there's something different. There's something that's just unique about that person. There's something unique. They don't have it. They're not perfect. I'm not saying you're perfect. Moses was far from that. But the people knew that he'd encountered God and they could sense that. And I want to put a challenge over your life. To the people around you, I'm not saying that, you know, you have to wear a veil. 
But has your life radiated the presence of God? Has your life kind of to the people around you said, you know what? This person has been impacted by God. You know what was awesome is the other week I was at, kind of discovered when we made this resignation, I'm on a lot of different committees around town. And, and so as I was, I'm trying to resign from different committees and, and different leadership roles. And, and I was at one of the meetings and, and one of the leaders said to me, Jay, they said, is there going to be somebody from your church still involved? And I said, oh yeah, for sure, yeah. And they said, great. Because they said, you know what the thing is? They, they said, there's something about people from your church that when they show up, first of all, they said, you get people to show up when nobody else, like, like volunteers from community church, they just, they just, they're just a part of things. And then when they show up, they're like the most joyful people. They're just always, like, it's, it's just so easy going and they're so adaptable. They said there's something different about those people from community church. I believe people that have been impacted by the presence of God radiate something as they go about life. I believe when they show up in the marketplace, there's like something's different about them. That they've been impacted by the presence of God in such a way that it, it just it just radiates to all those that they see. Moses. He found God as he decided to seek him out as he decided to get serious enough in his relationship that he said, okay, I'm not content to just go through somebody else, but on my own, I'm going to seek the Lord. That he was intentional, that he put his life and he said, this is going to be the primary focus. This is going to be my, my chief priority of things. That he said, oh, it's not just going to be a one-time thing. It's not just going to be an experience sometime, but it's going to be an ongoing, continual, maintained relationship. God, I hope that it, you transform me in such a way that the people around me know that you've done something. How do you find God? You seek him with all your heart. Those who are diligent about seeking me, God's word says, they will find me. So I want to encourage you. More than anything at community, more than any programs that we've done, more than any campaigns or things we've done, the most important, the most important thing is that we're a people that experience the presence of God in our lives. If you get that right, everything else will fall into line. If we get a hold of this one, all the rest of it will just come into play. Find God afresh in your life. This morning, we're just gonna take a moment and Joel's is coming. Listen to what it says in 2 Corinthians. Tune this in. It says in 2 Corinthians 3.18, it says, and we, and it's making reference to Moses here. And it says, and we who with unveiled faces all reflect God's glory 
are being transformed into his likeness in ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is spirit. In other words, in our lives, he's saying, you know what? Now as Christ has come and we have access, as the Holy Spirit is amongst us, we actually can come with unveiled faces like Moses had come, Lord, face to face with God, where we can pull away all the pretense from our lives and we say, okay, God, I wanna meet with you. And then we can reflect God's glory wherever we go. Oh, that's amazing. And that's my cry for community. I pray that we wouldn't be a church that is known for having great programs or great whatever, killer building. <laughs> but my prayer is actually that we be a church known because there's something about them. They just... They radiate the presence of God in a way that's just, whoa. So can you take a moment this morning? Can you maybe sing that, Lord, I need you song? And um, sorry to throw you off on that. Well, would you make that our prayer this morning? Lord, I'm in need of you this morning. God, I'm in need of your presence to come and change me. God, in this place this morning, we just come. Lord, as a church family, we are in desperate need of you. And God, as we come this morning, God, we ask, Lord, that you would change us, God. We pray, God, that we would experience your presence. We pray, God, that we would be a people, Lord, that aren't content to just go through somebody else who hears from God, but that we would ourselves, God, go and find you in a new way. That we ourselves would be refreshed and renewed and transformed and changed, God, by your presence in this place. So this morning, we do just that. We seek you. So this morning, we're just gonna sing a few songs of worship and um, I just, I want you to engage and just say, God, how many experience your presence in a new kind of way? Just from where you're at, you can stay seated this morning just for a moment, but, but would you just begin to sing and just begin to say, okay, God, I want to seek you. Where grace is found is where you 
Psalm 42, 1, it says this. They used to have an old song about this verse, and it says, As the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs for you. At my dad's farm, I always get this image of this. We, when you go down, if you're the first person down before everyone scares them away, there's always these deer, and they, they don't just kind of sit at the edge of the river. They actually get right in. And every once in a while as you go down, there'll be, this, there'll be these deer and they're just like right in there. So God, we pray over our church family, God, that we would be a people that never get to a spot where we're too busy or we're too consumed with our own world that we don't realize our need for your presence. God, that we would be a people, God, marked, God, by the fact that we've spent time with you, that we've experienced your presence in a greater way. God, I pray over each one here. God, I pray over each family, each individual, God, each couple in this place, God, that we would be a people, God, that are passionately, desperately, diligently, with all of our strength, with all of our soul, seeking you. 
And God, I say thank you, the promise that you will show up when we do just that. God, the promise that you will make yourself known, the promise, God, that we can experience you in an even greater way as we do just that. Oh, God, we say thank you. And so, Lord, Lord, I pray over this week, Lord, that, Lord, you would be refreshing families, lives, individuals. God, to the depths of our being, God, that you would be doing something new in us. Thanks for listening in to this week's message. Be sure to follow us on all social media to stay updated with everything Community Church. Also check us out at www.com.